Hi everybody, welcome to Busy Living Sober. It's Busy Chance here with episode 317. 317 episodes here. And we are today sponsored by Soberlink. We need to talk about alcohol recovery in the workplace. Talking about sobriety and proving it to your employer can be so difficult, and our friends at Soberlink want to help. If you need a reliable way to present documented proof of sobriety to a boss or loved one, Soberlink can help. Soberlink is a high-tech portable breathalyzer system that uses facial recognition technology to verify identity. It has a unique sensors to ensure that no other air sources are being used and sends results directly to your specified contacts. So there's no questioning whether or not you took the test or and whether you not whether you whether or not you attended the reporting. This is why Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is considered the gold standard. Being in recovery from alcohol does not define the future of your career. Let Soberlink help. Learn more about Soberlink and request an exclusive $50 promo code by visiting www.soberlink.com slash BLS for busy living sober. Check out Soberlink, you guys. Thanks so much, Soberlink, because they believe, like I do, that it's not a stigma. We are in um, Mental Health Awareness Month, so it's really important for you to be, you know, be able to prove whatever you're doing, especially your sobriety, and you don't want anybody questioning you. So go to Soberlink, it's awesome. Um, so today's topic is courage. Courage. It makes me think of the lion in The Wizard of Oz, doesn't it? And the, the Wizard of Oz, in The Wizard of Oz and in the book, because I just read about it again, is that the lion wanted courage because he had so much fear, right? He had so much fear. He was so worried about what everybody thought. He was all worried about, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that. And as alcoholics, I feel like we are so fearful. I think as human beings, we're fearful today. I don't even think it's just alcoholics. I think it's everybody's got all this fear and we all want to be the coward. We all want to be the lion that goes to the Wizard of Oz and says, give me courage. Where are you going to give me courage? So he gives him a drink and that drink he drinks makes him have courage. Well, let's face it. Did that drink of alcohol make you have courage? Does booze give you courage? Of course it does for that blinking split second that it makes you feel euphoric and makes you feel like you're powerful and everything. And where do we really get courage from fear? Is that an aphrodisiac by just having that little bit of, it is. It's like we think that this thing, this liquid is gonna make us better, but it doesn't. In fact, it breaks us down even more. Um, my friend said to me, she said, "I, you have so much courage. How do you have so much courage? And I'm like, Wow, and I've been thinking about it. Like, how do I have courage? Courage. You know, what is courage? You know, what really is the definition of courage? That's something that's interesting to look up. So if you look up the definition of courage, which I did, which is a noun, it's the state or quality of mind or spirit that enables one to face danger, fear, or vicissitudes with self-possession, confidence, and resolution braverly. Heart, mind, thought, feeling, inclination, desire, state of frame or mind, disposition or condition. So what does that mean? What does all those words mean? What does it mean to have courage? When she said, God, you're so courageous. And I think to myself, am I courageous? Well, I don't know if I'm exactly courageous. I know I love to think of a lion 
especially in the bush, you know, a lion's very strong. The male lion's got that huge mane and he looks so cool and fierce and beautiful, right? And as a woman, I feel like definitely I have courage. Sometimes, I'm gonna be totally honest here, I, you know, I don't always feel courageous, but I do it anyway. And, you know, that inner voice sometimes says to me, oh my God, what is this person gonna think? What if this person doesn't like what you say? What if you're just, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, what if da 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 and I go to those what ifs in my head. Like, what if this person thinks this? What if this person doesn't like what you say? What if this person thinks you're a loser? Well, that could happen, and it has happened. I've had hate mail, I've had all sorts of things. But I keep going, and I think that the courage comes from the fact that I, when I was in my really dark days of, um, of drinking, I'm just gonna go back to the drinking part and then we'll talk about more present day. But when I was drinking and I was so scared to ask for help, I was so scared. And especially being mental health, health awareness again, you know that asking for help, it shows that, you ha that you're weak. So you're not like the cowardly lion, right? You're not like, you're more like the cowardly lion than you are like the lion in the bush, right? I was scared, I was so scared. I was gonna go and I was gonna ask for help. People were gonna judge me. I was gonna judge myself. I was gonna find something I didn't know about myself. I was gonna have to go to, ch I was gonna have to change, which is so hard for all of us, especially I think human beings. It's hard for us to change. It's, we don't like, to have to go to work on a different a different way. We don't like to go to different meetings. We don't like to go to different churches. We don't want to go to different groups when we don't feel comfortable because it's change. It makes us vulnerable. And I had to walk through that, I had to walk through with courage, I think, in the beginning. I had to put all those voices of what are other people gonna think? What is gonna happen? What is my future gonna look like when I first asked for help? Because I knew I was in such pain on the inside. You know, it wasn't as much on the outside as it was on the inside. I mean, obviously when I was falling down drunk, I wasn't attractive, people were scared of me, that sort of thing. But that didn't make me go and decide to change. I finally decided to change when I realized that it wasn't doing for me what I wanted it to do for me anymore. It wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't attractive anymore. I hated myself. I always woke up in the morning going, what did I do? Who did I hurt? What did I say? Oh my God, what did I do? Who's that in my bed? All these things would happen to me the, after drinking and I knew that I was so lost inside. I couldn't even look in the mirror at myself. I looked in the mirror and I'd be like, oh, just take that away. I don't wanna look at myself. And I'd put on the makeup and I'd put on the outfit and I'd try and feel better and I'd get that bravado to be like, all right, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna have, and what did I do? I'd get that bottle of wine. I couldn't go out without having two bottles of wine. One bottle of wine before I went out and one bottle of wine for when I got home. Even though I stayed for last call to alcohol, so I was already totally been in and out of blackouts and I get home and have another bottle of wine because that's the alcoholism because once I start, I can't stop. But having the courage to finally say I wanted to quit and that day I remember just feeling like I can't do this anymore. Like I'm done. I don't want to keep playing these tapes. And as much as that voice was loud, like what was what is everybody gonna think? Who where are you who are you gonna be hanging out with? Who are your friends gonna be? What is everybody gonna think of me? Can I go to this? Can I go to this function? Can I go to that function? How am I gonna do these things? I really had to let that voice get really small. And the bigger voice was, you need help, Elizabeth. You need help. You can't do this by yourself. 
you can't, it, it, you've tried, it's too hard. I didn't have any support. I needed support. I needed help. I wanted to change more than I wanted to stay the way I was. I don't know if any of you guys can relate to that, but it gets, it's hard because that voice of what everybody else is going to think gets so much louder than the voice that says, I want help. Because we say we want to have help. We want to change. We want differences to happen in our lives, but we aren't willing to make that next step because this voice is so loud of like everybody else. But then we've got to find that strength within us, which I found, which said, you know what? You're going to go do this, even though it's so fucking scary. It is so scary to do this and to ask for help from a stranger, walk into a room of strangers and say, hey, I am, this is who I am. I'm Elizabeth, I'm an alcoholic. I had to do that. And that, I guess, took courage. I feel like if I didn't, I didn't feel like I had many choices though, because if I kept going the way I was going, it was not gonna work out. I was a single mom, I had three little kids. How am I gonna do this? So what is the, what is the better way to do it? okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go get help, even though I don't want to. And I know so many women and so many people out there feel the exact same way. Nobody wants to ask for help. I went to actually a new, um, I went and met with this doctor today and he's an ER doctor here in Florida in Delray beach. And he was telling me that he sees so much addiction and so much alcoholism and he said it's so difficult because so many people feel alone and don't have the support. They don't have a place to find love and they don't have a place to go where they feel unconditional love. They burn out their families, they burn out their friends, they're alone. And um, he said that's what he feels like is one of the main issues that people keep coming back and coming back because they, they can't find the, the support. And I can tell you, I found it in the rooms of, um, in 12 step rooms for me, I went in there and I pulled, opened that door and it was the heaviest door I've ever pulled in my entire life. Um, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. And I've said that many, many, many times getting help and reaching out for help was so hard. And I would say it took a lot of courage for me to do that. And anybody who's listening to this that has done that or is thinking about doing this, I understand that courage it takes. It takes this tenacity, this drive inside of ourselves that says, I'm gonna put that voice of what everybody else is gonna think over here and I'm gonna put the voice of, I've gotta do this for me. Now we have to want it. We have to get to the place where we are like, you know what, I don't wanna do this anymore. How much pain will it take for you to want to go and reach for help? What's your breaking point? What's your breaking point? I know, um, I just heard yesterday actually, a young woman I knew, I didn't know her, I knew her sister, I know her sister and I know her parents and she had two sons divorced and, um, and, and she's no longer with us and she you know have been battling this disease right and i want to alcoholism uh underneath if you go to insurance the umbrella it falls under is mental health so she she couldn't get the help or she didn't want the help or whatever it took it took her life and this disease is so cunning baffling and powerful and it takes courage to change it takes courage to ask for help it takes courage to go to this place where you're like, I don't know, but I know what I'm doing isn't working and I need help. I need help. And 
the nice thing about the 12 step, it didn't cost me any money. I mean, it cost a dollar. And if you don't have a dollar, it doesn't even matter. You can go on Zoom and not pay anything. Um, and you can be in your house, you can put on your computer and you can attend an A meeting and not even have anybody know who you are. You can put a fake name up. You can just sit in a room with other people that you can see in that room and at least maybe hear something that will help you get to that next next place. But that courage is so um, important to find within ourselves. And when we are at our deepest, darkest times and everything seems so loud, the self-hatred, the remorse, the sadness, the fear, oh my God, and just sitting there thinking, what is everybody gonna think of me? Oh my God, I've got this problem and I can't, I can't, it's too hard. Oh my gosh, I don't wanna do this, it's too hard. It's too hard, it's too hard, my life sucks. This sucks, that sucks. We go down this rabbit hole of life that tells us that we're so not worth it. We are losers. We're, oh my God, this means I'm a loser. Well, I have to tell you, it does not mean you're a loser to be an alcoholic, by the way. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Whoever told you that or put that out there in the universe to you is a liar. That's not true. Being a person that's got alcoholism is like a DNA thing. It's like, I hate the fact that my eyes are brown. No, you, when you have an alcohol problem, it's like you can't process alcohol like other people. Now, some people that are listening to this are probably not alcoholics, or maybe they are alcoholics, or maybe you're just researching or and you're just wondering what it would be like and if you did put down the drink and you don't like your relationship with it. That would be enough for me. Whatever it is that you're battling, there's help out there. We think that there's no one. We think that we're alone because we go to our own little secular place. Like for me, I went to my family. I went to some friends and um, they all were the same way I was. So they couldn't see, they didn't want me to change. Other people don't like for us to change. They want us to stay the exact same way it is because then we can say, oh, it's the exact same way, it's the exact same person, she's not gonna change, she's gonna be the same person I went to for so long, and if she goes and changes, I don't know that I wanna be around her anymore. I So I don't think she should change. I think she should stay the way she is, or he is, and they stay like that, and then everything's okay. But if you go and you change and you get better or you go and you find these new friends, no, that's not a good idea. Nobody wants that, right? Nobody wants that. We don't want to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to love you. Whatever you do, let me help you. I think that you're really lucky if you have people in your life that are like cheering you on and saying, come on, I want to see you succeed. I think a lot of us don't have that. I, I know I did not have that. So I had to take the courage to go find it outside of my home and outside of my comfort zone. I had to do it. You know, we get uncomfortable. We feel like the world is eating us alive. We feel like we're so scared of everything. We're scared of ourselves. We're scared of what we did. We're scared of how we're gonna handle what we did. We're scared of the trouble we may be in. We're scared of the bills we owe. We're scared at how the world is so big and so scary and we don't know what's gonna happen and we feel out of touch, we feel lost and we feel scared, just so fucking scared. And we're like, what are we gonna do? What am I gonna do? I'm so scared of my own self that I, do, I don't know what to do. 
And it's so, oh, it just eats us alive. At least it did for me. And I remember that I thought, you know, at 18, I was taken to my first rehab. It obviously, it did not stick. Nothing else happened. I just went to rehab. I snuck out. It was, a, you know, in a couple hours of my life. It was the scariest thing. I snuck out. I ran away. And I didn't go back until I was 37. And when I was 37 and it was time and I was like, oh my gosh, nobody took, nobody made me go at that point. I went, I wanted to change. It's just like recently I was in, you know, living in a place I had moved. I've moved, th I've moved one, two, three, four, five times in four years. Okay. I've lived in five houses in four years and I was so worried what everybody thought of me. I'm like, everybody's gonna judge me. I went from living in Fort Lauderdale, which didn't, we lived in three different homes in Fort Lauderdale. We, we my, uh, my husband didn't like it. It, was, it wasn't the right spot for us. He's like, let's go. We ended up going to Amelia Island. We didn't even look at it before we went there. We just went, we like, oh, it's pretty. We went one weekend, we moved there and we get there and I stayed there for a year and a half, not even, and I realized it wasn't for me. I, I realized that I was in a place that was uncomfortable. I was picking, I was talking to the doctor all the time about getting on medications because I felt so bad on the inside. And I took all this, I took, you know, Wellbutrin and they upped it and I was taking 300 milligrams a day. And I went and I'd sit there and I'd feel sorry for myself and I'd feel bad and I'd feel terrible. And then I went and I signed up for a yoga course and I to teach yoga. And I don't know, am I ever gonna teach yoga? I have no idea. I knew I wanted to learn at least when I go to yoga when they're like, do downward facing dog, do the eagle, do all these things. I wanted to know what they meant. <laughs> so rather than doing a one-on-one -on -one course, I did an 18 day immersion program and I did that. And when I was away by myself in an environment that was totally different with total strangers, didn't know anybody, I took that time and I realized, wait a minute, I'm not really depressed. I left that place. I got some time to look at my, what my life was like. And I know not everybody has this financial ability to do all these things, but I went and I did it. And I realized it's not, I'm not a depressed person. Where I'm living does not have what I need, which is people. I realized that at 47, no, 54, I'm 54 now, I was 54 last week. So I realized a week ago that I, I was talking to Barb, my friend that was on last week. And where I grew up in my house in St. Louis, I was in walking distance to the city. I could walk to ice cream, okay? I could walk to the drugstore. I could walk to the deli. All my life, I could always walk, right? And that was that was that was that time of my life when I was a child. Then I went to Washington D.C. I could walk everywhere in Washington D.C. to wherever I needed to go. Then I moved to Philadelphia. My first house I lived houses I lived in. Nope, couldn't walk anywhere. wasn't happy. wasn't happy. I ended up buying a little teeny twin house. I could walk everywhere. I lived there for 15 years, and I was so happy. I could walk everywhere. Then I went to Fort Lauderdale. I could walk everywhere. I moved to Amelia Island. I can't walk anywhere. There's not a lot of people there. It's a small, it's a, more of a retirement community. I couldn't find what I needed there. So I come to Delray Beach. There's recovery here. There's my people. I can go to tons of meetings. I can see people that are like me, that are also on a mission to stay sober. 
that's huge for me. I need that in my life. I need those sort of ty types of people in my life. I need to be able to walk to places and see people. I need that. That is what inspires me. That's what gets me going. That's like my Krypton or, or whatever it is that Superman had. You know, I think we need to find out who we are. And when we are in our deepest, darkest times of mental illness, we can't see the forest through the trees. We can't see anything. We don't know who we are. I didn't know who I was. It's 37 when I got sober. I had three kids. I had a house. I had a car. Da, 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 da. I could go on about all the material stuff. But who was Elizabeth? I had no idea. So the courage was that I wanted to figure out who I was. And I wanted to get better more than I wanted to stay the same. I had been staying the same for other people. I'd done things my entire life. Here I am now at 54 and it's time for me to take care of me and reinvent me. And so I moved to my fifth place. I'm living in a two bedroom apartment. Um, it's not glamorous, but I don't care. It's about being around people and where I feel comfortable. Yes, do I worry that people are gonna judge me? For sure. I'm like, oh my God, people must think I'm crazy. I move all the time. I'm never happy. I, you know, but it takes sometimes time to figure out who we are. And again, I had to quiet that voice of what other people thought, what other people's vision of me, which I don't even know, and why do I even care? I have no idea, but I think as human beings we do. I cared about what other people thought for a lot of the time more than I cared about how I was. And I can't do that. We're only here on this planet for a finite time. I've lost three of my, four of my closest friends. I've lost my mom, you know, and you know, all these people in my life have gone and we aren't, uh, you know, I'm getting older. I'm I'm in the back nine, you know, it's not like, I, I mean, yes, I could maybe live to 104. I could maybe live to 106, but all I know is I all I have is today, just right now. And the courage that I have used has taken me to be able to go out and make my voice known to people, to make people aware that you are not alone. That if you're out there and you feel any of these feelings and you can relate to me, you can take courage from me do it just because you know that somebody else did it. And I'm, I might be a stranger. I might be somebody you've known for a hundred years. I don't even know it, but use that me, use the resources that are out there. I'm telling you, you can reach me anytime at busy at busylivingsober.com or Elizabeth at elizabethchance.com and get me in two seconds and I'll write you back. I promise you that you have to know you're not alone. You know that if you go to a 12 step room and you meet people and they give you their phone numbers, they're not lying to say to call you, call them call them find somebody and if you can't afford to pay for a therapist which a lot of us can't right now god i go to the grocery store it's 80 dollars for two bags of groceries and i don't get anything but and you can't pay for going to pay for somebody to be your person find a stranger that you will make your friend i went to a meditation class um and um the other night down in miami beach and i found this woman on instagram her name's Annie the Alchemist, and she does meditations, and she seemed really cool. I liked the stuff she put up there. So I found out she was doing a meditation class. So I got a friend. I could have gone by myself, but I did go with a friend, and a friend that I just met, by the way, a month before on the street 
here in Delray. I saw her. She was leaving. I was like, oh, were you just at night yoga on the beach? She's like, I am. She was at the moon rising yoga. And I said, oh, okay. how was it? What was it like? How do I find out about it? And she's like, here's my card. She gave me her card and I called her. And I didn't know her. I don't know anything. I mean, she's from Rio. She's from a totally different country than I am. She, But I called her. We made, we went and we met, we met at yoga classes. We went and grabbed coffee. We've had lunch together. And she's become my friend. But when I went to this yoga class with her, this meditation thing down in Miami, the Annie, the alchemist who gave the class, said, um, you know, start talking to the person next to you that you don't know. So I met these three lovely girls. They were cousins. And they came to the class. It was an hour-long meditation. And they said, I, I said, why'd you come? And they said, I came to find peace for me. I came because I needed quiet. I have young children, and I don't have any time to take care of me. So my husband's watching football. He's watching the kids. I said, I'm going to come over here. And she came to the class. And it's getting yourself out there. It's doing these things, even though your insides are like, I don't want to do it. It's too hard. Just do it. Do it. Pick your butt up off the couch, walk to the door, open the knob, push the lever, whatever it is, walk out that door, find a place to go where you can find people that are like you. I'll tell you, there was a woman today on my the Zoom meeting and she lives, she just moved to a, a town that there's no in-person 12-step meetings. So she goes on Zoom. We can all get on Zoom on our phones and go to a 12-step meeting. It could be anywhere in the world. You can do it 24 hours a day because you could be in Asia. You could be in Hawaii. You could be in Australia. You could be in London. You could be in the U.S. in any city. You can use these resources. Your head says, I don't want to do it. It's too much. It's too hard. I don't want to do it. Do it. Get your courage. Get your courage. Find whatever that courage is. Go make yourself a cup of coffee. Go pour yourself some water. Get yourself something that you normally wouldn't get. Maybe get a pellet. I don't know what it is that you like to drink that doesn't have booze in it, but get it. Give yourself that gift. Get yourself an ice cream. Come pick a piece of cake. Get a cookie. I don't know. Whatever it is that's going to give you that courage. You know, it's, um, we all have something. And I'm going to tell you, I watched last night, a friend of mine said, watch Untold on um, Netflix and it was with um, Caitlyn Jenner and whatever your feelings are about Caitlyn Jenner you know mine kind of changed a lot after watching this documentary about her and you know she had so, she, for a long time years years prior to doing the Olympics she knew she was different she knew she felt differently she knew there was something about her that on the inside and she went to the Olympics and she worked so hard as Bruce. That was as boy Bruce. And she went and she worked every day diligently, 365 days a year, to, be, to use her strength, his strength, to win a gold medal, right? He won the triathlon. He did it. But then he won and he was like, now what? Now what am I going to have to do? And he was going to go and transition. But because of his children, he was like, I can't do this. I'm going to hurt them too much. I'm now, I'm just going to pretend and I'm going to put myself back into the closet. And we do that. We know we need help. We know we want to change. But this thing inside of us takes us back. Our fears, that fear that's just like, the, think about the tin lion in the, in the Wizard of Oz. If you watch the movie, he was beautiful, wasn't he? I mean, his, his makeup, the whole outfit he had on in The Wizard of Oz, 
And he's just like, I'm so scared. He was scared of his tail. He was scared of everything. And we're all beautiful on the inside. But we've got this thing that says it's so scary. And if we feed that fear and we don't feed the courage, we're going to stay in the place we are. It is scary to change. It is hard to change. But fuck, it's harder to stay the way we are. Who wants to stay the way we are? We've got to do this. We've got to do this. We've got to do it for ourselves, for our partners, for our spouses, for our families, for our kids. We have to have courage. If we keep doing the same things, nothing's going to change. Nothing is going to change. You know, it was the full moon. It said, do something different to change. I literally just took my bracelets from one hand to the other hand. I'm like, oh, I'll wear these ones that I have that are my ones that are my bright ones. And I use my brown ones over here. But I changed my bracelets just for the day. Change your rings for the day. Change different earrings. I don't know. Do something little. Walk to the store in a different way. Drive to work in a different way. Start the change easy. Don't jump into something that's going to maybe not... Do something that's going to give you a little courage. A little courage. Go to that Zoom meeting. Check it out. Whatever it is you're missing in your life. Whatever you're looking for that you can't find, go try it. At least on Zoom, you won't need to see anybody. You don't have to have anybody know who you are. But you can have courage too, just like that lion. I want to be like the lion in the, I want the girl lion is cute, but she's not as cute as the boy lion. I want that mane of hair, right? I want that big hair as I pull my hair out. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this, but my hair is a mess. But having, you know, big, beautiful hair and love yourself, but you can't do it if you don't change. If you're waking up every day going, I hate myself, I hate this, I hate that, you got to write out a couple things you're grateful for and do something to change it. Because no one is going to change except for you. And who's going to put the courage in? You. Who's going to do it? You. I can't do it for you. No one can do it for you until you want to do it for you. You need to have the courage to change, to ask for help, to say to somebody, a stranger, I need help. Can you help me? Can you help me? I need to get to this next place. I'm scared. I need to change. How can I do it? Reach out. Someone will help you. You don't have to do this world by yourself. There's so many resources. Please, please. I don't give me, I'm going to give you some courage. Take some courage like the cowardly lion. Do it for you. You're worth it. You are worth it. Okay. You are worth it. Be nice to you. Love you. You know, it's all about love. It's not about fear. It's not about judgment. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You need to take care of you and everything else will work out. I promise. But it's about loving yourself. And by loving yourself, you're going to reach out and get help. And then you're going to get courage. And you're going to keep doing this stuff. And you're going to change. And it's going to feel amazing. Because you know what? We're only here for a finite time. This is your life. Take it over. Okay? Go watch The Wizard of Oz. See how it makes you feel. Watch the, watch the lion. See how you feel. Don't get courage like the lion did. Don't, you know, maybe I can be your Oz for today. I don't know. And just tell you, do it. Just do it. Don't listen to anybody else who tells you not to. And what other people think is none of your fucking business. And who gives a shit what people think? It's about you. We come into this world alone and we die alone. So you better take care of you because no one else will. Mwah! I love you guys. Thanks for always following me. 
Thank you for sharing my information. Thank you for sharing my podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please share it with your friends. I'm really thinking about rebranding. I want to know what your thoughts are on that. What do you think if I just call myself the podcast Busy Chance and then the tagline Getting Busy Living Sober? I think that's what I'm going to do. Do you agree? Let me know what your thoughts are. And until next week, keep getting busy, living sober, and living life. And it doesn't even have to be sobriety. If it's whatever it is you're getting busy doing, get busy living. That's all I'm going to say. Get busy living your life. Enough feeling bad. Love you guys. Thanks again for watching. Bye.